Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. All right, everybody, are you ready to roll? Good evening as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you guys know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Oh, my goodness, we live for days like this in college football. Let me tell you how you can get into the show. If you want to send me a tweet, and I should be getting tweets today, like I'm giving away $100 bills like they're singles, like I'm giving, like I'm a rock star for crying out, like I'm Justin Bieber asking for a date, you get in now, Stinking Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one. But if that's not good enough for you, if you're like, no, 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 no. Not today. Not tonight. Tonight, I've got to do it the old-fashioned way. I've got to pick up the phone. I've got to speak to this knucklehead. Oh, it's real simple. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. Coming up at about 20 past the hour. We'll talk to Dan Wolken, National College Football Columnist for USA Today. Makes sense. Really, there's not a lot to make sense. We'll just figure out who's going to get that number four slot, Ohio State or Alabama. So we're going to get into that. Uh, Kevin Figures will join us a little bit later on. Of course, in hour number two, we have Vegas runner live from where else Las Vegas will give you the latest lines and hopefully by the time Vegas runner comes on we'll have the early lines for the college football playoffs you'll get my picks so much to get to let me get you caught up in the game still going on Boise State leading Fresno State 17-14 4.42 left in this one Uh, Boise had just scored a touchdown and the extra point to take the lead Uh, 4.42 left in this game I'll keep you updated we'll see if Fresno can go ahead and come on back I'm real salty today 
tonight. Just a little side note. My Arizona Wildcats, who, oh my goodness, stunk up the joint in some tournament they played in the Bahamas by losing three in a row. Uh, they come back. They beat Long Beach. Now they're getting clobbered by UNLV by 11. That game not even at the half. But forget about that. Forget about that for crying out loud because we got so much college football to get to. Another game. Clemson 38. Miami 0. Miami is being embarrassed so bad, they shouldn't be allowed in the top 25 of all of next year. That's how disgusting this is. I've been telling you from day one that this Miami team is so overrated. They play nobody from a baloney conference, and all you did is put this team up on a pedestal. And I'm like, forget about that. Forget that they're undefeated. They're struggling against teams that were like 1-8 and eight at the time, like North Carolina. They've struggled to win against mediocre teams and Finally, when they get a taste of the big boys out there, they get clobbered. And look what Clemson's doing to them. This is why Clemson deserves to be the number one team in the country. No doubt about that. Clemson, 38. Miami, 0. I heard uh, Rob Parker and Brian O talking about the turnover chain and all that. Yeah, how's that chain doing now? If I was Miami, I would take that chain and retire it. I don't want to see that chain again. You understand that? When you're losing games 38 to nothing, you don't celebrate with chains and all that baloney. They are getting dusted. And you saw this happening. I wish I would have sold my cars in time to go ahead, go out to Vegas, and bet it all on Clemson. I mean, this it's like stealing. You, you should be in jail. You knew that Clemson was absolutely going to destroy them, and that's exactly what's going on. Still plenty of time in the fourth. Who knows? Clemson may hang a 50 spot on them when it's all said and done. 38 nothing. Clemson leading Miami, and another game still going on. Ohio State and Wisconsin. Ohio State, as I was telling my producer, Mike Myers, doing everything they can to keep Wisconsin into this game unbelievable. Right now, 24-13 Ohio State leading. And and I think Wisconsin with the ball first and 10, because I think there was a roughing the passer. So they're going to have it deep inside Ohio State territory. Just the start of the fourth quarter, 14-15 left in this one. And that sets up the big question. You see, because if Ohio State did what they were supposed to do and kick Wisconsin's backside, and that's what they really should have done is kick Wisconsin's backside because they're a better team. Oh, Wisconsin's now going to have it first and goal from the like the uh, three-yard line or something. Oh, no, I think they fell short on that. But if they would have kicked Wisconsin's backside like they should have because Wisconsin was overrated, they played nobody. Let's be honest. And now here's their first test. Ohio State should have clobbered them. Ohio State's had like four big plays. But the pick six, Wisconsin shouldn't even have 13 points. They had a pick six in the first half that was like, I could have made that play. And they got seven out of that. Otherwise, the Wisconsin offense has been held in check. But right now, Ohio State 24-13 early in the fourth, and that's going to set up the question, is it going to be Alabama going from number five to number four, or do you jump Ohio State from number eight to number four? Remember, Alabama didn't win their half of the SEC. Alabama didn't get that extra game. Alabama's not playing anymore until they get to the bowl game or the playoffs. And Ohio State went ahead and won the Big Ten Championship, if they hang on right now. So, again, you guys tell me it's real simple. Remember, we always ask the question, Ginger or Marianne? You know, you always, what do you want, 7-Up or Coke? Well, it's real simple. 
Alabama or Ohio State? Who deserves to go ahead and get that fourth spot? Because we really know who's going to be in the top three. It's going to be Clemson, Oklahoma, and Georgia in that particular order. That's the way it's going to be. And that Oklahoma-Georgia game is going to be phenomenal. So like I said, stinking genius one, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one, or 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Tell me on Twitter which way do you go? Do you go with an Alabama team that had one loss to Auburn on the road, which was the number two team in the country coming into this weekend? Or do you go with Ohio State, who is having troubles with Wisconsin, let's be honest, and has lost two games, and they lost to Iowa by like 100 points. Okay, by 31, okay? They barely beat Penn State, too. Penn State was number two in the country uh, at that time also. Uh, And I know their schedule was a little bit harder than Alabama, But I don't want to go ahead of myself because Wisconsin just put it in the end zone. It's 24-19. I'm wondering if they're going to go for one or two points at this point. A two-pointer gets in the within three, 24-21. But then again, if you just kick the extra point, you're down by four. Even if Ohio State gets a field goal, you're still within seven. It's going to be an interesting call here because there's still plenty of time left in the game, like 13 minutes left, actually 12-39 left in this one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna curious to see if they're gonna go for one or they're gonna go for two as their as the carpet is being torn up. What kind of field is that for crying out loud? So that is the latest. What is going on in the college football playoffs earlier today? It was Georgia all over Auburn. Had Auburn maybe put up a better fight, lost to the last minute. I'm not so sure that they wouldn't be considered for the number four slot right now, considering they beat Alabama. And people could say, hey, just drop them to number two to number four. They put up a good game against Georgia. But that's not the case here. They were dominated. Auburn scored seven in the first quarter, and their offense was nowhere to be found after that. It was all Georgia. So let's give Georgia a lot of credit. They were not only dominant defensively, which they were, but they had a good game plan, turned it on in the second half. Good good adjustments they made in the second half. From was, you know, he was okay. Didn't come up with the big turnover. Threw for less than 200 yards, but did have the two touchdowns. And, of course, just led the team to victory. And that's all that matters here. Georgia wins it 28-7 in Oklahoma and TCU. When Oklahoma got out to a 17-0 lead in the first quarter, you knew it was over after that. The only thing I was surprised about, Oklahoma let them back in this game. It was only a 24-17 game at halftime, but you felt that Oklahoma was the much better team and that should have been dominating this game, yet they were only up by seven, and you're wondering, what's going to happen if TCU scores first? But they started the third. It was all Oklahoma. They outscored them 17-0 at that point. Matter of fact, TCU didn't score in the second half at all. So great defensive effort by Oklahoma. I never thought that TCU would be held to just 17 points. And in three of the four quarters, they didn't even score at all, for crying out loud. So it was all Oklahoma in that one. And you know what? Don't be surprised. I heard Brian No mention this. And I also tweeted this out earlier. Oklahoma could be a team that uh, it could be an Oklahoma-Clemson matchup in the finals. Now, who's going to be that fourth team? Is it going to be Ohio State if they hang on? And now, and now they're really struggling against Wisconsin. Or do you put Alabama? And isn't it natural that we just put Alabama from number five to number four? Is it really fair that the number one team in the country for how many weeks? 10, 11, 11, 12 weeks in a row. 
falters out of that number one spot. They go down to number five because they lost one game to a number two seed. They're crosstown rivals, uh, you know, in Auburn. On the road, they lose that one game, and now we're going to drop them out of the top four. Does that sound fair to you while Ohio State gets a couple of shots at the apple, gets a couple bites at the apple? And one of them when they lost by 31 to Iowa? I'm not so sure it's going to work out that way. The only thing is I'm wondering what the selection committee is going to pull if they don't want to get two SEC teams in and they really want Ohio State to kind of balance it out geographically. So I'm wondering how that's going to play out because otherwise it's going to be Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Alabama. And Alabama would be playing Clemson in the first round, which would be a phenomenal matchup there. No doubt about that. I see the tweets coming in like crazy. I'm going to get to them. So I want to get to all those, and we'll see what you guys say is it going to be. And make a case for it, too. I'm kind of curious. Do you think, oh, Alabama doesn't have the pedigree or, the excuse me, the, uh, the schedule? A lot of people are saying that, that their strength of schedule was not that tough. You know, maybe Ohio State has a little bit better of a schedule. But then again, they have the two losses, and they're the ones struggling with Wisconsin right now. They're still working on the field. So I'm still waiting to see if Wisconsin's going to go for two or they're going to go for one. It is a big decision. No doubt about this one. And call it now. I think if I'm Wisconsin and the way I'm having trouble scoring, I think i got to go for two. I think I'm going to take the chance, go for two, try to make it 24-21. That way if I get the ball late, All I need is a field goal uh, to go ahead and tie this thing up, and it's not like Ohio State's been dominating them in the second half. That's what I would call. So I'm not going to go ahead and say, oh, what a bad play, what a bad call if they go for two and they don't get it. I already told you first. All right, I will get to the text. Like I said, stinking genius one, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one. So I'll get to those later on. Remember, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Dan Wilkin will stop on by. He is the National College Football Columnist for USA Today. That's coming up next. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, they're going for two. And the right call there. It was the right call there. They get it, 24-21. It's a three-point game, by the way. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago, right out to the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Joining us now, a National College Football Columnist for the USA Today, it's Dan Wilkin. How you doing, Dan? I'm good, Arnie. How are you? Good call on that to go for two. I said before they went for it while they were fixing the field, I said, you know what, go for two if they don't make it. At least I got my thoughts out there. They should have gone for two uh, because now they're within three. If they don't make it, they're down by five. So I thought it was a good call. Now, this has turned into a heck of a football game. And after a couple kind of dominant performances by Georgia and by Clemson, it looks like it's going to be a fourth quarter really here with a lot hanging in the balance for several teams. Now, J.T. Barrett not having a great game. He has a couple of touchdowns, but he's thrown for less than 200 yards. Are you? I'm a little shocked that they kind of allow him to play. I'm not a doctor. I don't know how evasive that surgery was. I know it was just orthoscopic, but doesn't this guy have to worry about his future than what goes on today, or is that the way, wrong way to think about that? Well, I don't really get involved with people's medical decisions just because I don't know all the information, and I don't think they would let him out there on the field if, there was a risk of serious injury for the long term. I mean, J.T. Barrett, I don't think he's going to be an NFL quarterback either way. Right. But 
uh, you know, he does have a, a future he's got to look out for, and it's an important game, sure, but I don't think that that they would risk his entire career on, uh, you know, playing on a knee where he was just going to, you know, really have a serious problem in, in, in the future. So I, I, I'm okay with it. All right. Well, you were at the SEC championship game. Georgia won at 28-7. Auburn got out to the 7-0 lead. I'm surprised they weren't able to score after that. That was a great uh, defensive effort by Georgia. It really was. You know, you looked at Auburn in the first quarter, and I thought they played very well, and they had the ball up 7 nothing. It looked like they were going to score, you know, maybe up 14 nothing at worst, 10 nothing. They were yeah. in easy field goal range, and then uh, Jarrett Stidham turned the ball over. Davin Bellamy, really good linebacker for Georgia, made a great play to strip him of the ball. And after that play, it really seemed like Georgia had a lot of energy and took control of the game. And Auburn, you know, they had two long drives after that, and they got zero points, the turnover and the missed field goal. And that was the game, really. You know, I thought Georgia uh, didn't do anything special on offense, but they were opportunistic. And Auburn shot themselves in the foot too much to win that game, and, and Georgia just played better. Do I bring up the injuries to Auburn, especially at the running back position, or everybody has injuries this time of year? Well, I mean, it didn't help that on Johnson, their running back, got banged up in the Iron Bowl. I think overall it's a tough deal for, for Auburn. You, know, you win a, a very hard physical game against Alabama, and then you've got to come back. And Alabama, Georgia, and back-to-back weeks, that's just tough, and they looked a little tired to me. It was a little bit not just banged up with with Johnson. I thought they looked tired, and so um, you know, I thought it was a great spot for Georgia to to win and to pull the upset, and uh, that's exactly what they did, and they looked great today. Dan Wolkin, National College Football columnist for the USA Today, Oklahoma. Hey, they dominated the first half. They were only up 24-17, and I'm saying to myself, oh, they better hope DCU doesn't score first, but it was all Oklahoma in the second half. Matter of fact, they, as much as I praise them offensively, because I love Baker Mayfield, they, their defense really stepped up, especially in the second half. Well, you know, they, I think, have, have played well defensively in spots this year. You know, they, they obviously didn't against Oklahoma State, and they were fortunate to win a game in a shootout up there in Stillwater. But Oklahoma's played great, I thought, late in the season. Uh, you know, they're not going to just overwhelm you on defense, but uh, offensively they're tough to stop. We, we can see that. And Baker Mayfield's the best player in the country. Uh, he's put that team on his back this year, and, I think Oklahoma's a real threat. I, I, I'm fascinated by this playoff because I think you know you can go in and make a case for, for Georgia, you can make a case for Oklahoma, and you can make a case for Clemson, who's, who's playing great. So um, I think I'm really excited about what we're going to see on New Year's Day. Uh, you, named the, you named the three of them. Clemson won, Oklahoma two, Georgia three. If Ohio State hangs on, is it Alabama or Ohio State at number four? Ohio State's struggling in this game. I think i got to give it to Alabama. What do you think? Uh, it's going to be a fascinating call for the committee. I think it'll be Ohio State because I think they'll value the conference championship. Um, you know, I know that, that last year Ohio State got in without winning the conference championship, yep. but that Ohio State team had three top ten wins. This Ohio State team, uh, you know, would have a conference championship and a better resume than Alabama. Alabama doesn't have uh, a top 15 win this year. Their, their best win is against LSU, and that's okay, but it's not all that – uh, it's not great, and so I, I think if if you go back to what the committee um, has been tasked with by conference commissioners, 
It's reward conference champions, and I think they'll do that. Now, Alabama, you know, they may have an argument, but I, I just tend to believe that the winner of this game is going to get in. What, what weighs more, a really good win or a really bad loss? Remember, they lost by 31 to Iowa, so what, what, no what weighs more? Well, I think that it, that was clearly an out-of-character performance by, by Ohio State, and I'm not saying you can excuse it because you can't. Uh, but I, I also think that the committee has shown historically that they want to see who you beat. They want to know how, how you play against top-level teams. And you know, so if this Ohio State team has a win over uh, Wisconsin, a win over Penn State, um, you know, I think that that would weigh heavily in their minds, uh, not to mention the fact that you know, their, their other loss was to a team that is definitely going to be in the playoff in Oklahoma. And no way the committee says, well, we can't put Alabama in. That way we have Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, Alabama. Got to have somebody up there in the Midwest like Ohio <laughs> State. They, they well, don't say no, that, I, do they? I think those guys, I think those guys <laughs> on the committee really take it seriously, and, and they try to judge who the four best teams are. Look, I, I think Alabama's good, and, and they're the top program in the country, but I don't think this particular team has demonstrated that they're clearly in the top four, and I think that's the bar that, that they like to use is, are you clearly one of the four best teams in the country if you didn't win your conference championship. But I'm not sure if this particular Alabama team has demonstrated that. Scott Frost is uh, leaving to go to Nebraska. I think that's a good hire, obviously an easy hire, and I think he's going to go ahead and turn around that program. Does he stick around and, and uh, coach in the bowl game or what? What do you think they should do? Well, he, I think he is going to coach the bowl game. I think yeah. he said that earlier today. Yeah, now, but now I, there's look, conflicting reports, but go ahead. Well, look, uh, everyone knew this was coming, and I think that this is a very well-managed, a separation by uh, you know the two sides, and I don't think there's any bad feelings at all. Scott Frost, the timing of this, you know, nobody really anticipated UCF was going to have this kind of season. Nobody anticipated that Nebraska was going to have that that bad of a season, and it just worked out. And you know, when when Mama calls, you got to go home. That's uh, you know, kind of the the old coaching uh, broma. I, I think Roy Williams uh, might have said that once, but. Uh, uh, I think it, I actually think it started with Bear Bryant, uh, to be honest with you, when he went back to Alabama. So yeah. um, I, I just think that, that Scott Frost is a great hire for Nebraska. Their fans are fired up. Um, he'll coach UCF through the bowl game, I, I believe. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, that doesn't matter so much. It's a month of, of your life, and, and this is a long-term decision for both sides. Dan, before I let you go, how do you like the way that whole Tennessee debacle is turning out? I mean, we, we've got Johnny Major spe- speaking up against Philip Fulmer. And, oh, my goodness. I never would have thought this would have happened. Oh, it's unbelievable. No, there's no doubt. I mean, this has been uh, a mess for them. Going back to last Sunday when it looked like they were going to hire Greg Schiano, and uh, then that falls apart with this fan outrage, backlash. Uh, and then ever since then, I think a lot of people have just been scared of how toxic it is there. And uh, you know, maybe this Phil Fulmer hire will calm the waters a little bit, but I still think that they're going to struggle to get the kind of coach that that they desire. They want a big time hire, and there's just not that many of them out there available. And so it'll be interesting to see where they turn now. Uh, Dan, good job, man. I appreciate it. Way to kind of straighten things out. I always love having you on. Enjoy the rest of the game, and uh, we'll definitely do it again. All right, you got it, Arnie. Thanks. Take care. Dan Wolkin, everybody, National College Football columnist for the USA Today. You can tweet him at Dan Wolkin, W-O-L-K-E-N. Getting a lot of tweets. Let me just read a couple of them. Um, By the way, Ohio State with the ball and driving uh, inside uh, Wisconsin territory at the 12-yard line. It's going to be fourth and one. So 
uh, instead of kicking the field goal to go up by six, which you don't do in this situation, uh, they're going for it on fourth down. And rightfully so. Absolutely. You go for it on fourth down and try to put this game uh, you know, into a two-digit score or into a uh, two-score lead and, and finish this off and try to finish it off. Uh, Adam says, hey, well, already almost got what I wanted, that Georgia-Miami playoff until about three hours ago. You know what? That, w- that would have a lot of intrigue. That would have been a great storyline with Mark Rick going to Miami. And, and of course, I used to coach at Georgia, but Miami was frauds, okay? Let, let's be honest. My, Miami, gosh, Miami would have lost to USC. Uh, Miami would have lost to Ohio State. They would have lost to Alabama. Uh, Miami would have gotten covered by just about anybody in the top 10, to be honest with you. Uh, Grove said, did Arizona win the Pac-12 last night, stinking genius? Exactly. The Canes are young and will be back in 2018. Just watch. And he did he, he did type it in that way with that sarcastic voice and, and, and stuff like that. No, Arizona did not win the Pac-12 last night, okay? And uh, no, you look, your Canes had a good run. I'm not going to say it was horrible, okay? I'm not, I'm not going to, well, of course it wasn't horrible. He had a great run. Mark Rick did a great job, okay? And perhaps you will be back, but let's be honest. You weren't on the same level as all the other teams inside the top 10, okay? You would have been trounced. So, you know, relax. Enjoy the season that you had because you weren't going to take it any further. Uh, Jackson said, why should a team get in when they lost uh, to 31 by 31 to a 7-5 and Iowa team? Well, uh, I'm going to give you my top uh, 10 or uh, my top 5 uh, coming up next segment. But uh, I, I kind of agree with you on that one, to be honest with you. Michael says, just wanted to check back in real quick once. I'm not convinced this is a blowout still. Are they still not in the same class? Have you seen the second half of the Wisconsin game? That's because in the first half I go, oh, Wisconsin is getting their butt kicked. They're not in the same class as Ohio State. You know what? I deserve that. I'm going to hit the like button, and I'm going to hit the retweet button. How about that? You like that? Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you my top ten. Actually, top 10, top 5, whatever the heck you want. I'll tell you who I do have at that number four spot between Alabama and Ohio State. If Ohio State hangs on the win this game, we'll get to some more tweets. I'll touch on that a little bit. I'll give you my thoughts on what Scott Frost should do for the bowl game. So we'll get all that coming up next segment. Uh, but first, the Sager, what's the latest uh, going on in the Ohio State? Wisconsin? Oh, so it's Kevin Figures. What am I talking about? K. Fig, wow. what's the latest? I forgot that I gave the Sager the night off. What's the latest going on in I'll the tr- Wisconsin game? Arnie, I'll try my best to do a Steven Sager impersonation, though I don't <laughs> think I can do it justice. About Just under eight minutes remaining in the Big Ten Championship game on Fox as they just come back from a timeout. As you mentioned earlier, Ohio State is driving in the red zone. After Wisconsin got a two-point conversion to cut this thing even closer, it's currently 24-21 to Ohio State with the lead. They were about to go for it on a fourth and one. I can't give you play-by-play. That will be illegal. So I'll check back in in a second or two and let you know exactly how that played out. I will say there are a couple of other finals, and I'll get to the ACC final in a second. Boise State didn't win the Mountain West by the score of 17-14 to over 25th-ranked Fresno State. Uh, an update on that Ohio State matchup against uh, in the Big Ten against Wisconsin. Uh, inconclusive at this point in time, to yeah, be honest with you. I, it, <laughs> Who knows? Right I mean, he's right at the sticks at this point. Uh, it was a keeper by JT Barrett. He was hit right at the line of scrimmage, uh, recoiled, ran back, and it looks as if he might have the first down. First down. Uh, yeah, the first down. Well, stay tuned. Stay tuned on that. We'll get you a couple of other finals that came in a little bit earlier. A classic one in the AAC Championship. 
As Scott Frost, before he heads off for Nebraska, by the way, he did take the Nebraska job, seven-year reported $35 million contract, but he did lead UCF to a 62-55 to double overtime victory over Memphis. In the SEC a little bit earlier, Georgia getting sweet revenge over Auburn, 28-7, to as Georgia rushed for 238 yards. DeAndre Swift, the freshman, the fast freshman, with a 64-yard touchdown run to ice it in the fourth quarter. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car that you're looking for, whether it's new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In the Big 12 championship game a little bit earlier, third-ranked Oklahoma steamrolled TCU once again, second time in about a month or so, as Baker Mayfield was 15-23 to for 234 yards and four touchdown passes. 41-17 to was the victory in favor of Oklahoma, and I mentioned the AAC champion, the ACC championship game, excuse me, that one just wrapped up as Clemson snatches the chain right off the neck of the Miami Hurricanes. 38-3, <laughs> and as a matter of fact, you know we're very well connected here at Fox Sports Radio there, Arnie. We actually had some feet on the ground, some post-game reaction from the Miami defense yes. right after that game. Let's take a listen. When my grandmama gave me that chain. I'm sorry. Uh, but, but, um, there's a gift from your grandmama, but we stole it right back from you there. So top-ranked Clemson steamrolls their way to an ACC championship, Arnie. All right, thanks a lot, Kay Figures. Yep. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with Geico. Just go to geico.com or give them a call at 1-800-947-AUTO. And the only hard part, well, that's figuring out which way is easier. All right, uh, let me go ahead and uh, put uh, Ryan, uh, Raider Ryan on the spot. Give me a little music. I want to go. my me- name. It is your name if I say it's your name. We're both Raider fans now, are we not? Wow, really? That's no, my name? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, your name's let, Toby. Uh. Let me tell you something. If I have to be a Raider fan, I would just quit watching football, to be honest. You're with you. a I, Dolphins I, yeah. fan. I know, and that's why I've quit watching football for that reason also, too. Uh, Ohio State trying to push this in. They're having trouble. It's going to be third down, so we'll see what happens. Here's my top five, uh, or actually my top ten. Uh, coming into uh, after all these games are done. That's if Ohio State wins this game. Uh, and I'll just go forward. I don't want to go backwards. I have Clemson 1, Oklahoma 2, Georgia 3. And with Ohio State struggling only up by 3 with 6.5 minutes left, if they do hang on the win, I'm putting number 4 to Alabama. And the tie jumps up from number 5 to number 4 because I don't jump a team from number 8 to number 4. And even though they won their half, and I'll go over all this, even though they won their half of the Big Ten, Alabama's going to be punished for losing one game on the road against the rivals in the Iron Bowl? Is that what you're trying to tell me? One game, they're number one all year. They lose one game on the road in their half of the conference, which is a rivalry in the Iron Bowl, and you're ready to toss them out after after the number four team loses? No, 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 not, not in my world. Not in my world. Alabama 4, Ohio State 5, Auburn 6, USC 7, Wisconsin I'm dropping. I had dropped down the number 8. I've been a little hard on Wisconsin, but I'm going to leave them there. Penn State 9, Central Florida at number 10. So there you have my uh, top 10 on that one. And, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Alabama, uh, especially now that Ohio State's struggling. Had Ohio State pulled away, make this look good, and won this by two, three touchdowns, uh, perhaps I would think different. Uh, getting a lot of text. Alabama, my friend, not Ohio State. That's from my info. HG sent that in. David says, I keep looking. Alabama didn't play anyone during the season, and they don't play anybody today. They shouldn't be moved up. Maybe hit the retweet button on that one. 
and see what some of the listeners think about that, especially the ones uh, down in Alabama, because I think they're going to go ahead and definitely disagree with you. A couple of other ones. This guy said, gosh, going to take any longer to fix that fake turf? He goes, fake breasts don't take that long. Implants don't take that long. Um, Stick of genius. This is taking so long, I'm not watching the deer hunter. Nothing like watching. Uh, well, I'll read that later on. And it says here, the Lakers melted down the stretch. Absolutely terrible job by my Laker team. So people not caring about college football right now. All right, Ohio State's going to go ahead and have to go for the field goal. So this is still doable for Wisconsin, more than just doable. Uh, it is 27-21, 5-20 left in the game. And Ohio State's going to kick it off. So it's going to come down to this. If Wisconsin can go ahead and win this game, they'll get the number four slot. If Wisconsin comes up short, I put Alabama in the number four slot because I was not impressed with the Ohio State victory, though. You know, you beat a good Wisconsin team that was undefeated, but I'm not going to have them jump Alabama. I'm going to put Alabama at number four. Stinking Genius 1, if you want to send me a tweet, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one. I just want to get to Scott Frost real quick. Uh, Central Florida wins today, 62-55. They finished the year, or they finished the regular season, I guess, 12-0, 8-0 in the American. And now they'll have a bowl game. I got to tell you this. Normally when a coach quits, I'd be the first person to go to get the heck out, collect your bags, your belongings. Thank you for a great year. We will, a Central Florida guy will coach Central Florida. Isn't that, isn't that what they said? Isn't that what uh, Bo Schembechler said uh, when they were talking, when he was picking uh, the basketball, when uh, uh, what's-his-face left? And Fisher took over. Uh, my friend from Arizona State, I forget his name right now, but I'll, I'll come to me. Anyway, do you let him stay and coach the bowl game? And I heard Noah and Parker saying, no, you don't do that. You got recruiting. You know, what's going to happen there? Is he going to be able to steal people and all that? I got to tell you, if I'm looking at it Central Florida's way, I'm 12-0. Who's going to give me the best chance of going 13-0? That's the coach right now in Scott Frost. I'm not going to chance anything that's going to take away from my perfect season. This is going to recruit itself. If you go undefeated, go 13-0, there's a good chance you could finish inside the top 10. Can you imagine an undefeated record, 13-0, a top 10 finish, which is never going to happen in Central Florida's lifetime, in my lifetime again, okay? Let's be honest. Never going to happen again. So I would take that, go undefeated, tell every recruit I could find, we were undefeated, we were the only team undefeated, we're 13-0, we won our bowl game, we made the top 10, we should have been in the playoff. This is what we are. Like, we're the little engine that could. That's what I would do. Whoever gives me that best chance of getting that win in the bowl game, that's the way I go. That's, I pull off. Because that will recruit the kids themselves. And not everybody has the pedigree to go to a Nebraska or a school like that. And Nebraska still attracts the, the big-time names out there. So that's what I look at. I know, look, I know recruiting's there and all that. But to, to, to go ahead and, and, and blow a chance of to go undefeated and 13-0, and forget about it, okay? You, you don't want to go ahead and chance that and ruin it. And, 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 and here's your one chance at a perfect season. And you let that just slip right through your fingers. All right, it's coming down to the last five minutes. This has been 
really the one good game out there. Thank goodness uh, we had Ohio State and Wisconsin. Can you imagine where Wisconsin would be right now if they had not given up maybe just one out of those four big plays, like that one touchdown pass, the 83-yarder, that got them the first one out there, where they would be situated right now had they gotten their act together earlier. They do have two big picks. One of them was a pick six out there that got them seven of those points but you got to wonder if their defense would have stepped up, and that's what they were known for, their defense. They were the number one defense in the country where they would be now. They average only giving up like 250 yards per game. Ohio State had 250 yards in the first half. They have about 450 yards now, so Wisconsin's done a much better job in the second half, but doesn't make a difference now. It comes down to this, uh, 27-21, coming up on the five-minute mark, and it's for the last spot in the BCS playoffs. Is it, well, at least I think it is. I, I think it's going to be Alabama that will get it at number four. Will it be Ohio State that gets it at number four? Or does Wisconsin win and get in at number four? And by the way, if Wisconsin does get it at number four, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take next week off, go to Vegas, and bet my house on Clemson and lay whatever I have to lay because Clemson will absolutely destroy them. When we get back, K-Fig will step on in. We'll see what is uh, if we get a final close to that uh, Ohio State-Wisconsin game and all the other news and notes going on in the world of sports that we haven't been paying attention to. So that's coming up next. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, great news, everybody. There's a quick way you can save money. Just switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. All right, I told Kay Fig he's gonna we're going to push him back a segment because uh, it's coming down to the wire. Ohio State 27, Wisconsin 21. Wisconsin punted the ball. They had three timeouts left, and I'm saying, Ooh, I'm not so sure that's a good idea. Was, uh, Ohio State picks up one first down. This is over. <laughs> well, they, uh, they didn't pick up the first down, and Wisconsin only burned two timeouts. Ohio State 27. Wisconsin 21. Wisconsin's going to have the ball first and 10 on their own 29 and one timeout left. This is what it comes down to. This is for that number four slot and a chance to play Clemson in the first semifinal game. So, uh, boy, this is finally we have uh, not only a little drama, we have some major drama and three teams uh, all in the outlook on this one. Uh, Wisconsin wins. They'll get that number four slot. Ohio State wins. Uh, 50% of the people, I believe, think that they'll get to number four slot. And if Ohio State wins by this margin, 27-21, there's going to be the Alabama fans that think that Alabama deserves to be that number four slot because they're going from number five to number four. And Ohio State would be going from number eight to number four. They would be jumping Alabama. But then again, Ohio State playing in the Big Ten Championship uh, Alabama not playing in the SEC championship. But I told you I made my case this way. I, and I, first of all, everybody goes, who did Alabama play? They did play Auburn. Yes, I know they lost Auburn. But to lose to Auburn on the road as they were the number two seed coming into today uh, in their rivalry game in the Iron Bowl is nothing to be ashamed of. That's not uh, a shameful thing. And that's their only hiccup. Remember, Alabama's been number one for most of the season. They dropped them now to number five. I don't think they should be punished anymore coming from the hardest conference in America. So I'm good with Alabama uh, getting the number four slot there. Remember, it was Ohio State had their chance also. It really comes down to this. You don't lose by 31 points to Iowa. That's, you know, I know you made it to the championship. And 
All right, I, I all know that, but we'll see how it plays out. First, though, I want to go ahead and go out to the uh, Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Joining us now from Clemson, it's the running back. It's Adam Choice. How you doing, Adam? I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Congratulations on the victory. That was a dominant performance. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. It was a great team effort. We did uh, came out of executed the way we planned on doing it. Uh, tell me, Kelly Bryant was phenomenal. 23 of 29, 252 in the touchdown. He was just great today for you guys. Yes, sir. He was. Uh, we talk about our big-time players need to make uh, step up and play big-time today. And Kelly came out focused, and he was ready to lead our team. And, I mean, at the end of the day, he did what he had to do to get, up, get the job done. Now, Adam, you're a junior, so, you know, be honest. You go from Deshaun Watson uh, to Kelly Bryant, who's also a junior. You've, you've probably seen him around in practice. Did you think you would have this good of a year, or did you think you'd go have a little hiccup in the road now that you lost your quarterback from last year? Uh, no, sir, I don't think so. I mean, it's hard to replace Deshaun Watson. Deshaun's a great player, but Kelly, at the end of the day, we didn't want Kelly to come out and be Deshaun. We wanted Kelly to come out and be Kelly. And we knew if he did that, then we would be just fine. And, I mean, the results, he's, he's, we're seeing what he's capable of doing now, and we're more than proud, proud of him. And, uh, I mean, everything he's done has just been phenomenal. What did Coach say to you guys at halftime? You had a 21 nothing lead, and you guys were dominating. What did Coach say to you guys at halftime? He didn't say anything. He was just like, uh, we gotta, uh, we gotta come out and, uh, stay focused. I mean, the game's not over. Uh, he always says there's nothing less important than the score at halftime. So we just had to come out and stay focused and continue to, uh, continue to work and fight because we knew Miami, they're a great team. They, they don't give up easy. So we had to come out and try and put them away as best as we could. You're gonna be the number one seed. You're gonna have a bullseye on you. Ohio State, Alabama, or Wisconsin, or no preference. Who would you rather play? Uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. We're just happy to be in the playoffs, and we're excited to get the opportunity. Uh, when we figure out who we'll get, I mean, we'll go about and prepare. I mean, just as we always do, uh, we feel like we're capable. We're a great team, and we feel like we uh, we can play with anybody. So it doesn't matter who we get. Uh, we just got to come out and play our, play our type of football, and I feel like we'll be fine. Good answer. Good answer. Adam, I appreciate it. Congratulations. Best of luck in the playoffs, and uh, congratulations on a great season. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I hope you guys were able to hear that. Okay, Adam Choice, Clemson running back, uh, as uh, they get the victory today, 38-3 to over Miami. I, you know, I'm glad he gave that answer. I had to ask him, though. Could you imagine if he said, oh, oh please, we want Alabama. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We could take them. Or could you imagine if he would have said, oh, please, we want an undefeated Wisconsin team. I hope they win right now so we can take them down. I mean, how, how, how great would have that have been if he would have given an answer like that? I think I would have died laughing. All right, boy, did we just crush our number one? We're going to have to come back, reset, get a final on this Ohio State-Wisconsin game, and see who's going to get that number four spot. We'll also talk more. Is it going to be Ohio State? Is it going to be Alabama? Is it going to be Wisconsin? Uh, we'll have debate on that one. Uh, we'll have Vegas runner coming up at about 20 past the hour live from where else Las Vegas. Hopefully we'll get an early look on the lines for the BCS playoff. So we'll get that in my picks coming up at 45 past the hour. Stinking Genius One. If you want to go ahead and send me a tweet, I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, everybody. Good evening as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you guys know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote, it's a final. 
It's a final. Ohio State wins it over Wisconsin 27-21. Very entertaining game. Good, A lot of fun to watch. J.T. Barrett, not a great game. 12-26, uh, 211 yards, two touchdowns, but two interceptions. One of them was a pick six uh, that uh, just kept Wisconsin in the game there. I, without that pick six, I don't even think it's as close as this, but J.T. Barrett uh, coming off that arthroscopic knee surgery. You know, I brought this up in hour number one. I don't know if that's the right thing for me to do. But, you know, when you have arthroscopic knee surgery and the kid had it on Sunday and now he's playing in a football game on Saturday, six days to recover, and I'm not a doctor, man, I got to wonder, you know, or, I got to wonder if this guy was 100% for this game, 90% for this game, 80%, and if he really should have been out there. But I guess it doesn't make a difference now. He makes it out with a, any major injury. And Ohio State wins it 27-21. So now the big question is, who gets that number four slot? We know Clemson's going to be number one. We know Oklahoma's going to be number two. And we know that Georgia is going to be number three. Who gets number four? An Alabama team that was number one in the country? It's going to be interesting. I'm curious to see who gets it. Where's Mike Myers, uh, my producer? Who gets that number four slot? What are you thinking, my friend? Who do you who do you go ahead and give it to? Um, I give it to Ohio State simply based on the fact that they won their conference and they have more quality wins than Alabama does. Wow, Raider Ryan, not like it. You giving it to Alabama, Raider Ryan, or what? You, you give it to Alabama. You got to give it to yeah, Alabama. Yeah, but why? Don't you? Like they haven't beaten anybody. They were pro- their resume is getting propped Dude, the up. Buckeyes got blown up, blown up by thirty-one yeah. to uh, nobody. Yeah, that's see, that's the problem there. People were overlooking that thirty-one point loss. And you heard me ask Dan Wilkin in hour number one, what weighs more, a good victory or a bad loss? I think people are forgetting about that thirty-one point loss to Iowa. That. That was absolutely atrocious. I mean, Ohio State rolled over in that one. Of course, they lost by 15 to Oklahoma, and a lot of people are saying, well, there's no, uh, you know, uh, no disrespect to losing to Oklahoma, but you lost at home and you lost by 15. So, you know, you got to take that into consideration. Sure, you've had some good victories. You barely beat Penn State, but Penn State was number two in the country. You did clobber Michigan State team that was inside the top 15. I think they were 12 or 13 at the time. But that was your big victory. Some people say, what about Michigan? Michigan wasn't even in the top 25 when, we went, when you went ahead and played that game. As for Alabama, you know, people say, who did they play? Who did they beat? Well, you know, they played Florida State at the beginning of the year. It was the number three team in the country. And I know Florida State didn't turn into who we thought they were. They lost their quarterback in that game. That started their downfall. Yeah, they had a couple of patsies, the Fresnos. By the way, is that really that much of a patsy when Fresno's playing in their conference championship? That's a heck of a way to go to, to pick up a patsy. He's picking up a team that plays in uh, a lesser conference but wins their half of the championship. Uh, I think that's pretty gutsy there. Played a Colorado State team and, I mean, won the game, but it wasn't by, you know, 20 or anything more than that. That's for who they played. Yes, they played Mississippi State, who was in the top 20 at the time. I think they were in number 16. Yes, they played a Mercer because they didn't have to play that extra game there. I understand how that works. But to go ahead and drop them from a playoff because they lose one game on the road to their crosstown rivals in Auburn, I, I don't see it. I think Alabama is going to be that number four team out there, that get that number four slot. You tell me. It's that simple. Is it Alabama or is it Ohio State? Stinking genius one. S-T-I-N-K-I-N, genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, 
and the number one, or 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369, if you want to go ahead and get on in. But that's what it comes down to. We know the first three. We know that Clemson, who, by the way, just dominated Miami. It, I mean, the way they looked, if they play like that against anybody, nobody's going to beat them. Clemson was just A1. I, you know, I got to be honest. When they lost to Sean Watson, I said, well, I'll wave goodbye to Clemson. This may be Dabo Sweeney's best coaching job. I mean, to go ahead and have a year like this when you lost your uh, top quarterback who was having a phenomenal year in the NFL and we saw how great he was, man, that is unbelievable. And to go ahead and do something like this, just fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Um, If you want to go ahead and get on in, and Mike Myers, do we have calls too? I know people are waiting to get on in at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Uh, if you want to go and jump on in. And like I said about Nick Bosa, sorry the connection was a little bad. Hopefully, if we get another guest from Ohio State, uh, it will be a little bit of better connection. And I did want to grill him about, um, not grill him, but ask him more about being the number four team, why they should make a case. But again, he's on the field, just got done playing. Um, you know, he just said, yeah, we want to continue playing. We want to be the number four seed if you didn't go ahead and get to hear that interview because it was a little low on that. Um, like I said, tweet me. I want to know who you think should be that number four seed. Do you give it to Alabama or do you go ahead and give it to Wisconsin, uh, Ohio State? As for Wisconsin, I dropped them down the number eight. I put them behind an Auburn and USC. It was a good year. I got to give them credit. I was hard on them last week. I got a lot of tweets about this. I'm like, they're frauds. Uh, they haven't played anybody. Wait till Ohio State beats them by three touchdowns. And you even, well, you're supposed to have heard Nick Bosa said, yeah. I said, Nick, I thought it was going to be easy. You were up 21-10 at halftime. He's like, yeah, I thought it was going to be easy also. I mean, he even admitted that. They were probably thinking to themselves, oh, we've got this one. Ohio State's not going to be able to keep up. Uh, excuse me, uh, Wisconsin's not going to be able to keep up. But uh, to our surprise, they did and had the ball to, and a chance to win it at the end of the game, though uh, they really couldn't get past the, what was like the 30, their own 32-yard line, and it was 4th and 20. But, you know, they, they had their chance to maybe pull off the upset. Uh, a couple of tweets on there. I'll say it now. Oh, taking a shot at you, my producer, Mike Myers. Says Mike Myers is a homer. That's why he picked Ohio State. At number four. Do Look at the resumes. To... It's, this isn't about homerism, okay? Like, Ohio State did get in on the uh, whole merit of the fact that they were 11-1 and in a non-division, non-conference team. But still, it's to not, lose, uh, to lose it's not the same thing here with Alabama. Though. Alabama has by... played a really bad schedule. But first of all, are you a homer? That's what we want to know. Did, did the... I love my team, but I am not a homer. So you, how confident are you that Ohio State's going to get in? I'm 50-50. I, I, That's just the 50-50? The... You know what? I think it is 50-50. Oh, it, it's a toss-up, man. Yeah. Because he, here's the thing. Yeah. Ohio State and Alabama, it's like really a gray area because you got a two-loss conference champion, and then you got Alabama just sitting there with a the one loss. It's yeah, just look, a weird gray area. Looking at the little side notes, though, I think what's in your favor is maybe the selection committee doesn't want to take two teams from the SEC, and they say, forget about it, let's give it a more geographical desire, take an Ohio State over Alabama, if they do a thing like that. I don't know if they do that, but if they do, take that into consideration, which they shouldn't, uh, that could work in your favor. Alabama, it just seems like the committee's propping their resume up to get them in. That's just what it feels like. It could be. And you know what, since Alabama and Georgia won't have to play in the first round, and since they didn't play at all this year, 
that that works against Ohio State. Then people can say, well, what happens if it's an Alabama-Georgia thing? Well, so what if it's an all-SEC championship? It is, but they didn't play this year. So you can get away with that. That works against Ohio State. I'm with Mike on this one. I think it's 50-50. I really do. I can't it's a toss-up, to man. It, it's yeah. going to be fascinating. They don't the, the selection committee. They they don't re, they don't release their votes, do they? They, they don't. Eat. I mean, yeah. we're all going to know at nine thirty Pacific time, twelve thirty Eastern tomorrow around that time. I wish everybody would release their votes exactly the way they voted. I mean, isn't that the only fair way? I mean, there's only what twelve or thirteen people on the committee, right? You got 13 people deciding the fate. Let's see who you got. Why, sh- why should it be a secret? I don't understand that. Uh, if, if you are so nervous about your vote being made public, then maybe you shouldn't be on the committee. Maybe you should say, well, I, I, I can't handle the pressure of my vote being published out there and getting threats or anything like that. Forrest tweets in, hey, Arnie, Ohio State won the best conference. How can the a strongest conference be shut out of the playoffs? Ohio State deserves to be in the playoffs. You see, well, that's more of the system than anything else. And I said this also. How can, you know, you have the big five conferences, right? How could you leave a team out of the Pac-12 and the Big Ten out? That's not the way the system was supposed to work. That's why we need eight teams. That's why you got to take the five conference winners. And then you have three at large. And you work from there. Heck, even maybe Central Florida would have made it in, uh, possibly, at this point. But you got to go ahead and make sure that a representative from each of the big five conferences are in. Otherwise, we're not doing it right. At least I, I, I kind of agree with you on that. Though, again, is anybody going to make a case of, of Ohio State losing by 31 to Iowa? Nobody's going to say anything about that? That was a horrible, horrible loss. Does it make a difference if you lose by 7 or you lose by 31? Of course it does. And they got dominated. Dominated. Bruce says, hey, Clemson beat Ohio State 30 nothing last year. They're not putting in Ohio State. That, that could be a reason why. I don't know. That last year has nothing to do with this year, right? So let's be honest. That has nothing to do with this year. You know Arnie, what I'm going to do? Yes. I, I have uh, just something that popped into my head that leads me to believe that I think Alabama's probably going to get in. Wow. Why? If they get in, they're the four seed. Clemson's probably number one. We get another rematch. Just well, saying. That, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, I mean that's that's I, I agree and, with you completely on that. Yeah, and Georgia, and they won't get to play Georgia until the finals, and they didn't play Georgia this year. Straight. The bigger thing is just ratings. Getting that Clemson Alabama for the third time, this, the trilogy. See, Huge the strength, ratings. I don't. I don't. What's Ohio State's strength of schedule? Because I know Alabama is like forty sixth. That was their strength of schedule, but Alabama was number one in like the first twelve or thirteen weeks of of the polls. One loss and you drop him out of the playoffs, like I said, losing to on the road to Auburn, that doesn't seem quite right either. That doesn't seem fair also. I'm not sure we're doing them right because they have one loss. If you're going to tell me you're going to lose one team to your crosstown rival who was the number two seed coming into the games today, then why even schedule anybody tough out of conference then? Why do that if we're going to punish teams for just one loss to rivals on the road? That doesn't seem fair. Um, Arnie, how about forgetting Alabama and Ohio State and putting in Central Florida at number four? How about not? Okay, how about not? Why do I need to see Central Florida lose by 50? We'll come back. We'll talk to Vegas Runner. Let's see if you can get some early lines for us. I'm dying to see what they're going to be. Uh, so I'm curious about that. That's coming up next uh, right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, what does it mean when Geico says just 
15 minutes save you 15%. I'll tell you more about that. Uh, who's going to join us, M? Tell me again as I'm reading the thing here. All right. Joining us now, Terry McLaren, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. Congratulations on the victory, Terry. Hey, I appreciate it. Big five boys. Hey, first of all, JT Barrett, tell me what he went through this week, going through surgery on Sunday and then playing six days later. Were you guys a little uncertain that he was going to be able to play in this game? Uh, we know JT's a tough guy. Being here, he's showing us the toughness and leadership. Uh, it was tough to see him go down last week, but he's putting in 12 to 15 hour days just to be out here and lead us to victory. So that's also his toughness and his determination. All right, Terry, you had that long touchdown now, right? You had the 84 yard touchdown. Tell me what happened on the play. And when you caught it, you kind of stumbled there a little bit. I didn't know if you were going to keep your feet and, and go all the way to the house with it. Uh, well, we, we repped that play all week in practice, and we got the perfect look. JT threw me to open space. And- I just wanted to catch it and get missed in there for calling. But uh, it was a great ball by JT. I just wanted to stay on my feet and score and get our momentum for this What was it like on the sideline when Wisconsin had the ball uh, in the last series? What was, uh, what was the feeling like on the sideline? Uh, we, we had the ultimate confidence in our defense. Um, they had played lights out all game. And uh, to, to see them close it out, uh, we wanted we to wanted end that way. So uh, the defense closed out the way they did. All right, Terry, uh, last thing I want to ask you, the big debate is on. People are debating who should get that number four slot. Should it be the Ohio State? Should it be Alabama? Obviously, you think it should be you guys, right? Make a case for you guys. Oh, definitely. Um, I feel like we did our part tonight, but that's uh, kind of out of our control. Uh, we want to celebrate this win with our teammates and our fans tonight, uh, but we'll definitely tune it in uh, to, the, to the playoffs for tomorrow. Oh, I love it. Good answer. Hey, congratulations on the victory. Thanks for stopping by. Take care, Terry McLaurin, everybody. He's the one that had the 84-yard touchdown. Uh, that I think that got him the first touchdown, right? It was 7 nothing on that one, so... Uh, that, that was the big play that got him off and running, but uh, very scarce after that. They scored 14 points in that first quarter, seven in the second, and no touchdowns after that. Hung on, though, 27-21. Good answer when I said, should you be that number 14? He goes, all right, now we're just going to enjoy this victory, see what happens. And, you know, I'm looking at the debate online. I'm looking at all the tweets I got. It does look like it's 50-50, to be honest with you. By the way, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? Uh, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. All right, I know Vegas Runner is going to join us. So uh, when you guys have him, let me know because I'm kind of curious to see what these lines are going to be. And I guess there's a little bit of a debate, which never really occurred to me because I just assumed Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia was going to go in that order, uh, one, two, and three. But I see that people are saying now that maybe Oklahoma should be the number one seed right now because of the loss that Clemson had to Syracuse. No. I mean, if there was any ever a case that Clemson should be the number one seed, just look what they did today to Miami. Just stop right there. And sure, Oklahoma had a good victory against TCU, but it was TCU. And let's be honest, and and I hate to put it this way, but Oklahoma plays in that garbage conference. Okay, I said it. There you go. The Big 12, where nobody plays defense, okay? Nobody plays defense in that conference. 
Uh, I wonder how my boy uh, Chris Plank is doing today. So we'll, we'll, we'll bring that up next. But first, uh, as we go out to the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline, joining us now, you can check him out at TheBigMoves.com. That's TheBigMoves.com. You can also tweet him at Greek underscore Gambler. That's Greek underscore Gambler. It's our buddy Vegas Runner. How you doing, Vegas Runner? Never better, Arnie. Big day today in college football. Another big day tomorrow in the NFL. And uh, another huge UFC card tonight. But in college football, a lot of favorites got the money today. And that's not a good outcome for the sports books. And as far as the wise guys go, you saw a little difference of opinions uh, this week with betting syndicates where both sides of the Auburn-Georgia game got bet. Both sides of Ohio State-Wisconsin got bet. You kind of saw the line go up and come back down. And it wasn't the same group work in the middle. It was a situation where one group saw value on Team A at one number, and then another group saw value on Team B when the number moved. And it happens a lot, and that just happened on a big weekend like this. But uh, the public probably did well in college football and in the NFL, I'm getting tired of hearing the sports books crying out here about how bad they're getting beat, Arnie. Yeah. I've been here 20 years, and I hear it over and over when it's a bad couple weeks. And here's the bottom line. Granted, the first six weeks of the NFL season, favorites were 35-53-1. So they only covered 40% of the time. That's a great six weeks to be a bookmaker. Right. Now, the last six weeks, favorites have gone 55-24-6 and six going into this past Thursday night game. That's 70% against wow. the spread for over six weeks. Now, you got to remember, that means these, these the recreational bettors are tying up five teams, six teams, seven teams, parlays and teasers, and actually cashing them. So it is not a good result for the book. And personally, I, you know, it, I, the, the Sharps haven't been doing all that well because they tend to take more dogs, so that doesn't do great for me. I, I piggyback a lot of that stuff, too. But uh, I'm glad at least that the recreational bettors are beating up the books going into the holidays. And finally, Arnie, before we get to it, Alabama would still be favored over everybody wow. on that list. Now, let me ask this. Who does Vegas think is going to be that number four team in the playoff? I, we're going to have to wait and see. I mean, the, here's the bottom line, Arnie. I always say there's a difference between what's going to happen and what uh, odds makers and, and wise guys' power ratings reflect. At the end of the day, that's what, you know, the books, the books aren't going to decide what the playoff committee is going to put out there. Once they put it out there, they're going to have to come out with the numbers. That's all. That's their only job. And, and for the wise guys, it's what numbers are you going to put up and can we beat them, you know? But at the end of the day, when, once, them number, once those teams are chosen, I'm sure you're going to have some people arguing that someone else should have got in. But I'm just saying I don't think there's a single odds maker or a single respected betting syndicate that has a college, a winning college football season this year, granted, which reflects their power ratings were strong, that doesn't have Alabama at least three points better than everyone else in the field. Wow. And that three points better is probably than Ohio State. And, and I'll tell you this, at six points better than everybody else. Wow. Last week I told you, I told you on this segment, 
when you, when you said about the, the Ohio State and Wisconsin, I told you I'm not sure what line they're going to put out, but I could tell you what the true power rating lumber is, and that's around eight or nine. I don't know if they're probably not going to put it that high because you have an undefeated Wisconsin team, but that's what the true power ratings show. And, and again, over a 60-minute football game, there's a lot of randomness. There's fumbles. There's interceptions. There's a, a, a missed call. There's a holding call that shouldn't have been called. There's a lot of things that happen where a game, a result turns out that is, is random. So, of course, it's not going to follow what the power ratings reflect. But long-term, that's, that's what happens. And in this situation, I'm telling you, power rating-wise, Alabama is six points better than any other team other than Ohio State. And they're wow. probably about three, three and a half, four better than Ohio State, power right, rating-wise. Vegas runner, what, what's the, as we move over to the NFL, what's the uh, most bet game uh, tomorrow on the board? It's going to be the New England Patriots early on, um, that's for sure, because it's going to be tied into so many teasers. And, I mean, this is a hot football team right now that's not just winning a lot of football games, they're covering a lot of football games. And you got to remember, over the last, you know, how many years of the Brady-Belichick era, if there's one good memory that the recreational betters have in their mind, it's, it's Brady cashing tickets for him because he's done <laughs> that a lot of times. And uh, so they're going to ride him for sure, covering five straight games. And then in the later games, there's not that much to choose from. Um, you know, you have uh, L.A. and Cleveland, L.A. And, and Arizona, and Oakland and the Giants. So yeah. not much to excite people. So it's going to end up going into the Sunday night game. And the public's going to line up on the Philadelphia Eagles for sure, like they did last week, and they, the week before, and the week before that. And they're going to do next week, whether they win, to, whether they win and cover tomorrow or not. Um, and regardless of that outcome, though, Monday Night Football, Arnie, the make-or-break game for the bookmakers is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. There will be so many parlays from Saturday, Sunday, going into Monday Night Football. Teasers from Saturday, Sunday, going into Monday Night Football. Money line parlays in, going into Monday Night Football, all tied with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and rest assured, every bookmaker is going to be hoping that not only does Cincinnati pull off the, the home win, I mean the, the home cover on Monday night, but that they win the game outright and crush all the teasers. They were hoping for that last week with the uh, Sunday night game. If Pittsburgh would have covered that game against the Green Bay Packers, odds, uh, bookmakers out here have gone on record saying it would have been the worst Sunday they have ever experienced. <laughs> but the, the, the fact was Steelers only won by three, so they didn't even cover the teaser. And that saved the books because, rest assured, if the Steelers covered that game, we would still be talking about it the entire week of, of the beating that Vegas took. It really would have been that Black Sunday that they're all, you know, have talked about over these last how many years. All right, Vegas Runner, always a pleasure, my friend. Have a great day on the games tomorrow. Enjoy them, and we'll speak to you next week. Thanks for having me, Arnie. Take care, Vegas Runner, everybody. Check him out at TheBigMoves.com, or you can tweet him at Greek underscore Gambler. So, wow, lots to get to. I think just about everything in the books, right, K-Fig? Nothing else really still going on out there, is there? It is right, unless you want some meaningless college basketball scores from oh, the Pac-12. Arizona did win, by the way. Your Wildcats did get a victory today over UNLV, so there's that. Yeah, well, 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 in overtime, right? They did. It was OT uh, 91 to 88. So there was that. Uh, But outside of that, the the games that at least most people care about. uh, 
College championships. Uh, college championship weekend as Ohio State got a 27-21 victory over Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game as JT Barrett tossed two touchdown passes. Also had a touchdown on the ground. J.K. Dobbins a big game, 17 carries for 174 yards as well as OSU turned the ball over three times but still found a way to hold on and get the victory for the Big 12 championship. Top-ranked Clemson, no such struggles against Miami. They hammered the Hurricanes 38-3 to to win the ACC championship for the third consecutive season. Kelly Bryant with 252 yards passing, a touchdown through the air and on the ground. Malik Rozier struggled there for Miami, 14-29 of for 110 yards and an interception in the SEC Georgia gets revenge against Auburn with a 28-7 victory in Atlanta. Freshman Jake Fromm, 16-22 of for 183 yards and two touchdowns as Georgia ran the ball for 238 yards on oh. the game. And they held on Johnson, who's been really the key for the Auburn offense already all season. He was obviously battling that shoulder oh, yeah, injury was, and uh, yeah. just 13 carries for 44 yards. And when he hasn't been able to get it going this year for Auburn, that's when they've really, uh, really struggled so far no, this year. He was beaten down. Yeah, he was beaten down. Today. He was definitely beaten up. I'll let you know that we're brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car that you're looking for, whether it's new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Earlier, the AAC Championship game, maybe the game of the day, went to double overtime, <sighs> over 1,400 yards of total offense between UCF and Memphis. UCF does come away with a 62 to 55 victory to complete the undefeated season. Of course, their head coach Scott Frost leaving for the Nebraska job, a seven-year reported 35 million dollar contract to go back to his alma mater. You, you at UCF would give up like 100 points to any of those other teams. Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah. the entire this this would be Hawaii versus Georgia from it 10 years ago Alabama all over wins again. 110 to 22. Yeah, I mean, I'm all about advocating for the little guy, but let's be serious here. Look at all the points. Look at all the points they're giving up. You know, as great as they were this year, and they scored a lot of points. Look at the points they were giving up to AAC competition. Can you imagine if they were facing a team like an Alabama or an Ohio State? <laughs> Disgusting. It'd be it'd be blowout city, which is what it was like for that Hawaii team against Georgia. No doubt. And then one note from the NBA: the Cavaliers uh, win once again. Uh, they are eleven straight victories for them, one shy of a franchise record. As LeBron James scored thirty-four points in a victory over the Grizzlies, who have lost eleven straight games. All right. Thanks a lot, K. Figures. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save fifteen percent or more in car insurance with Geico. Just go to Geico.com or give them a call one eight hundred nine four seven Auto. And the only hard part, well, that's figuring out which way is easier. Um, coming up uh, after this show, coming up at the top of the hour, straight out of Vegas with my buddies R.J. Bell and Steve Cofield. Let me tell you something. They will have, I know they'll have, I'll put them on the spot if they don't, but they'll have the early lines uh, for one. They'll tell you who's going to get that number four slot according to Vegas. They'll tell you who has the best odds for that, but hopefully they'll have the lines for what Clemson would be against Alabama, what Clemson would be against Ohio State, what Oklahoma would be against Georgia. And if there's a slight chance of Oklahoma going to the number one seed, what they would be against Ohio State and Alabama. Uh, Getting tweets all over the place, like this one, what the college football uh, playoff rankings should look like. Number one, Clemson. Number two, Oklahoma. Number three, Georgia. I agree with you there. Number four, Alabama. Then he has Auburn, Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Central Florida. No, Ohio State, it's going to be 4-5. Alabama and Ohio State, 4-5 one way or the other. Auburn is not going to squeeze in there. It's not going to happen. Bruce says, I detest Alabama, but the Big Ten as a whole beat nobody. Ohio State did play Oklahoma, and they got hosed at home. End of story. Um, They got clobbered, if that's what you're saying. And they lose by, what, 31-16. Uh, Oklahoma beats Ohio State, and Ohio State also loses to Iowa by 31. You know, had they lost to Iowa and it was a little bit closer, 
you know, lose by three, lose by seven on the road. I think people could have been, you know, more sympathetic to the cause there. And Ohio State would be a lot for the number four spot, uh, especially because they won their half of the Big Ten. But the fact that they got blown out, I know it was a while ago, uh, even winning their half of the conference, and I know that should carry some weight, no doubt about that, but you're really going to punish Alabama? And you heard Vegas run and tell you, Alabama would be favored by three over Ohio State and favored by six or seven over Clemson, Oklahoma, and Georgia. And we're going to, so they're the best team in the country, and we're going to keep them out of the 14 playoff as they lose one game? You serious? I, I, I just don't see it. I don't see how that could happen. Then again, there's people texting me like crazy saying they don't see the Big Ten being left out, being shut out of this whole thing. And I, I can see that point also. Even though the Pac-12 is going to be shut out, they can't really make a case for anybody. You know, Washington wasn't going to happen, and, and USC too little too late. But Ohio State winning their half of the division, even with the two losses, it's going to be great. This is, this is really going to be a great decision. I can't wait to see how the selection committee is going to go ahead and, and, and you know, write this one off and, and explain this one off on who they picked. It, believe me, one fan base is going to be really upset. If Ohio State doesn't make it in, I think that fan base is going to be a little bit more upset than the Alabama fan base. I think the Ohio State fan base feels like they've got that number four slot. I think the Alabama fan base feels that they can get that number four slot, but they're nervous. I mean, both fan bases are nervous, but I feel the Ohio State fan base has a little bit more confidence in Alabama. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe I'm wrong. But I just get that feeling. Stinkin' Genius one S T I N K I N Genius, uh, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one. I just want to get to a few games uh, in the NFL because I'm going to give my picks next segment. But some monster games uh, tomorrow. And I don't know if there's any better than the Minnesota-Atlanta game. Minnesota obviously on a roll. Atlanta trying to keep pace. Uh, big victory last week. Uh, Vikings coming in at 9-2. and two. I'm telling you now, I never thought the Vikings – we're going to go ahead and be this good. And I thought the Falcons were going to falter. They've rebounded. So I've got to give them a lot of credit. That is a monster game. And also, be careful that the Buffalo Bills don't upset the New England Patriots. Really like the Bills in this one, especially with the defensive effort. Look, the Patriots have been on a roll. But to go on the road, and I know they're favored by, I think, by like 9 or 10. I'll have to check that. To go on the road and to win in Buffalo and cover that. And remember, Tom Brady's got that sore uh, hamstring going on, and, and, and I'm telling you now, at the age of 40, and he's already missed two days of practice, not that he needs to practice, but at the age of 40, at any time that thing can go, you know, any time that injury can just go pop, snap, snap, crackle, and pop, right? Just like the cereal, and that ends his career. He's not 100%. I'm telling you now. That's why he missed two days of practice. I don't think New England goes in there and dominates the Bills. And I still think the Bills make the playoffs. I still think they make a run at the playoffs. The last team to have not made the playoffs in the NFL. i got to go with the Bills in that one. I think that's another great matchup there. Got a lot of good matchups. Uh, and, you know, even the bad matchups have intrigue. Like, like San Francisco going to Chicago. Only reason I want to watch this one is I want to see what Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, is going to do as quarterback for San Francisco. I can't wait to see what he's going to do on a lousy team. I saw what he looked like when he plays for the Patriots. It's real easy to win for the Patriots. You know, when you have Belichick behind you and a great, you know, Super Bowl staff. What's it going to look like when you play for San Francisco? And, yeah, I saw the touchdown pass last week when he came into the game. uh, What, two for two and gets a touchdown pass? 
I'm dying to see what Jimmy G's going to put up as quarterback of San Francisco and going on the road, too, in Chicago. So, uh, you know, even the bad games, even the bad matchups have intrigue in them, no doubt about that one. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And one other game doesn't have the cachet that a lot of the other games have is Kansas City going to go ahead and, and, and bounce out of this losing streak. Ever since they started 5-0 and and I jumped on their bandwagon, they have been miserable. They went 1-5 in their last six since I've been on the bandwagon. Now they go on the road to the Jets. They're season in balance because you can't lose to the Jets on the road and still hope to make a playoff and drop it down to 6-6. Six and six. You win this game, you go 7-5, to five, you'll, you'll go ahead and probably still uh, win the division. You lose this game and let the Chargers back in this thing, forget about it. Your season's done. So it all may come down to this game. You can't lose on the road. Uh, to the New York Jets, another game uh, with a lot of intrigue out there. So looking forward to that one also. And, of course, you got the good uh, late games with Philadelphia and Seattle on the Sunday night and the Monday night, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. All right, last segment of the show coming up. I'm going to give you my picks uh, for the games in the NFL. I'll just kind of tell you who I think is going to be the number four seed and what they would do if they were matched up Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia and then who I think is going to be that number four seed. So I'll give you my predictions on that. We'll come back for the final segment, plus i got some news and notes all coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. One more snap and a kneel down by Brady as the final 17 seconds elapse on win number nine overall this year for the Pats. They prevail over the Dolphins today in Week 12 by the final score of 35-17. to 17. That's unnecessary. That is, that's so unnecessary. Uh, great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Just switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. How are my Eagles looking, though? They're looking good. Dude, why, why are you doing You're going to jinx them now. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Look what I did to the Chiefs, huh? Why don't you root for the Pats? I can't even do that. I can't even fake rooting for the Pats. It's, it's disgusting. I, I, I can't do that. It, it would, it would make me break out in a rash or something like that. All right, I'm going to get to some news and notes in, in a minute. But first, Ryan, give me a little music. Let me go and get to my picks, who I like this week. Uh, first of all, we'll start with the college football. I believe when the college playoff rankings are released, it's going to be Clemson 1, Oklahoma 2, Georgia 3, Alabama 4. Alabama, as you heard uh, Vegas runners say, would be about a six-point favorite, I believe, over Clemson. I would lay it in a heartbeat. Alabama would destroy Clemson. Destroy them. If Clemson plays Ohio State, I'm taking Clemson. But if Alabama's playing Clemson, I'm taking Alabama. Oklahoma and Georgia, I'm going with Oklahoma. As much as I hate to do that, they'll probably be like a three-point favorite. If Oklahoma plays Clemson in the finals, I'm taking Oklahoma. If Oklahoma plays Alabama in the finals, I'm taking Alabama. And if Oklahoma has a rematch with Ohio State, I'm going to go with Ohio State in the rematch. If Georgia plays anybody in the finals, I'm going with anybody but Georgia. So there there you go. That's my college selection. Let me get to the NFL real quick here. I'm going to take Buffalo plus the nine against New England. I actually think that's going to be an upset special. Give me Green Bay minus the two and a half against Tampa Bay. That line changed. Tampa Bay opened up as a one-point favorite. Now Green Bay, two-and-a-half-point favorite. I believe the Packers at home, small number there. Tampa, just too inconsistent. I'm going to take the Jets plus three-and-a-half against Kansas City, who's one-and-five in their last six. Give me the Rams 
minus the seven on the road against Arizona. That's a lot of lumber to lay for going on the road, but I'll do it. Give me Philadelphia minus the five against Seattle uh, on the road also. So there you have my picks. Do with them as you please. But please, please, please remember now, they are strictly for entertainment purposes only. All right, a couple of things I want to get to before uh, I do my thank yous. And remember, coming up at the top of the hour, the next show up straight out of Vegas, R.J. Bell, Steve Cofield. Um, maybe they could tell you who's going to be that number four seed, which is the uh, mathematical odds. What is Vegas saying about that? And maybe they can go ahead and get some of the early lines for you also. Straight out of Vegas, coming up at the top of the hour with my buddies R.J. Bell and Steve Cofield. Great listen. So you're going to have to tune into that. All right. Uh, first of all, that Tennessee debacle, I, I don't even know what more to say about that. That's been the talk all week long. Um, absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible the way this has turned out. And I'm even reading stories that Johnny Majors talking about Philip Fulmer. Philip F- oh, I mean, it's, it's just gotten so out of hand. I don't even know how it got to this point. And now it's cost Tennessee $13 million to fire the coach, to fire the athletic director, to pay off contracts. Oh, my goodness. The whole thing just went absolutely crazy. I don't know if Tennessee's going to rebound from this uh, for a long, long time. That's, that's how sick it is out there. Right, uh, and real quick about Eli Manning. I got to tell you, I'm a Giants fan. I'm a Dolphins fan. But as for what's going on with Eli, I mean, it's, it's real simple. The Giants don't want to win again. Um, they want to go ahead and get Rosen or they want to get Darnold. I can understand that. I can respect that. You know, unfortunately in sports, you don't get the call the way things end. Very few people get to decide, you know, how their you know, legacy is going to end. Michael Jordan played for the Wizards. Joe Montana played for Kansas City. So did Marcus Allen. Joe Namath, all right, finished four, was at the Rams. Johnny Unitas for the Chargers, okay? And it goes on and on and on. Not everybody gets to finish out for the team they, they, that they start with. Same thing's going to happen with Tom Brady with the Patriots sooner and later. That's why they kept Jimmy Garoppolo around a long time. They were going to replace Tom Brady probably after this year had he not had a good year this year. They were probably ready to make the switch, but they see that Brady's going to be around a little bit longer. Another two, three more years. They decided to move Jimmy G. No, no, that's not true. Two, They're three right. years. Get out of here. You don't think he's going to be around another two, three years after no, this? No, I don't. One year? Two years? Well, he's not going to retire after next year. You know that. Probably not. So it's going to be at least two years, three years. He's really going to make it that long. He's got those special pajamas. What can I tell you? I mean... I, I think I'm going to have to buy a pair for myself. And he I, has other teams' playbook. Well, that helps, too. That that does help, too. But, again, you don't get to usually call it out. The same thing's going to happen to Tom Brady when he doesn't want to leave. Though when, when they force him out, he'll be like 43 or 44 years old. So he probably doesn't care at, at, at that point. Um, let me say my thank yous. I mean, we had a lot of guests. Uh, Terry McLaurin, who had the big touchdown, the 84-yard touchdown that put uh, Ohio State up 7 nothing. Clemson's uh, Adam Choi stopped on by, so I certainly want to thank him. Thanks to Raider Ryan. Thanks to Eminem. Thanks to K-Fig out there. I'm on Sunday with Plank. I'm, I'm not even happy about it. He's going to be in such a good mood, it's going to disgust the hell out of me. I, I may have to call in sick tomorrow. I, I can't do this show with Plank and he'd be all happy and me being all bitter. I, I, that's going to be horrible for me. He, I'm just going to sit back and he's going to Oklahoma this and Oklahoma that. Plank and I, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern. That's 8 p. to 11 p. Pacific. So maybe I'll call in sick. It's going to be a Oklahoma love fest. No doubt about that. 
Coming up next, straight out of Vegas. Stick around for the guys, R.J. Bell, Steve Cofield. Thanks a lot for listening. I'm Marty Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex.